Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the podcast. I have a absolute superstar with me today. Her name is Morgan Rose Maroney. And funny story, I'm actually uh, good friends with Morgan. I've been friends of her for about, I think, seven or eight years now. And it's really, it was really great to catch up with her. And it's really good to hear her story because the thing I love about this podcast is we can really dissect someone's story because you'll see, if you don't know who Morgan is, check out our social media. Incredibly talented individual. You hear a lot about that as she speaks. And she's achieved so much for herself. And you see something on on online, you don't know. You like people just assume that it's it's all done easy and it's all that she woke up like that. But you really hear what Morgan's done to get to where she is and the challenges that she had to overcome, and her in particular her mindset that has created the woman that she is today. So, ladies and gentlemen, enjoy this podcast. I really enjoyed this. Thank you, Morgan, if you're listening to this one. And uh, guys, sit back and enjoy. Boom, welcome back ladies and gentlemen. I'm with a long friend of mine that I haven't seen in ages. You avoid me. Well, you're too I do not avoid you. Actually, you're too busy to be honest. You As are you? You um let's be honest, we just said it before. We're like the few friends that are actually out there doing things yes, with our lives. Making so something, making to- something of ourselves. Totally understandable, but Morgan Rose Maroney, thank you so much for blessing me with your time today. Thank I'm you very for very me. grateful. Um, for people that don't know who you are, who haven't seen you on social media or TikToks, I love the TikToks by the way. Um, <laughs> tell us who um, who is what is the trailer to the movie which is Morgan? Go for it. Yeah, okay. So um, starts when I was a little grom. I grew up with two very great parents. They awesome. were super active. I mean, my whole life was very active. Always spent our weekends at the footy because my dad was a professional football player. Um, Who did he play for? I forgot that fact. I Brisbane Bears. when well, Lions when they were the Bears. Yeah, awesome. I forgot yeah. that fact. You told me this before, but I forgot that. Yeah. So he was great. He was a really good player. Um, he played fullback. And we would obviously always be around the footy field, whether it be his professional footy field or when he was sort of playing local stuff, like more for fun. Um, And then I sort of started obviously getting to an age where I was doing a lot of stuff. I was very active. My parents put me into ballet and then I really shit hit the fan with ballet. I did not like it. I chucked chucked the shits because I think one of my performances, like end of year performance was... um, pretty much like the ugly duckling kind of storyline where it was like little eggs and then you grew up into like this beautiful big duck like whatever and my only role of that whole play was to be a cracked egg so I just hated it because I was a little girl I wanted to be the pretty ducks the little fairies like everything and I just wasn't that so I didn't go back to ballet but my parents put me into gymnastics awesome Um, because I know know from kind of there onwards so yeah so uh, one thing that I remember they told me with it all is that they used to see me like doing cartwheels down the hallway all the time. Yeah. I had no idea how I taught myself that. They didn't know, like they never did it. Um, but somehow I was just already doing it. So they put me into that. And the coach that I went and did a trial with was, he was an ex-Olympic Russian slash Soviet Union gymnast. So he was very full on um, and he had moved with his wife to Australia to pretty much, I guess, start their life here and do the coaching here and do all that sort of stuff. And um, they took off. They did really well, but they had a certain team they wanted to put together. And as soon as he saw me like come and train, he wanted to put me into that team. So you mentioned that ages ago, like years ago when I first met you. So you turned that down, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. What made you do that? Um, it was just something that I was sort of like, oh, I don't like, I didn't want to push at that time. I actually ended up going back into it. So I did end up 
sort of going with him on that path. But at the, yeah, at the start, I did turn it back. Yeah. Um, my parents were just sort of like, look, she's like five. We don't want to put her in. Oh, shit. You're, you're yeah, that young. I was okay. young. Shit. I was okay. young. Yeah. There you go. So I was five. Um, they didn't want me put, put me into an elite program so quickly. So I just sort of did general gym with a lot of my friends from like kindergarten and stuff. And I made friends through that. Um, and then like, I think it was a year or two later, I ended up going to the elite program anyway, awesome. because my level just, my skill level just shot through the roof and it was like I was doing the same stuff as the elite girls, might as well do it. Cool. Um, and then from there, I literally just, I feel like that whole time was just a blur of like going up and up, competing at competitions. It really didn't seem much to me at the time, but I was winning nationals every year. I was winning states. I was winning every competition I did. Um in gymnastics and then it got to a point where I was maybe 14 15 and my coach was like why don't you get into acrobatic gymnastics and acrobatic gymnastics was something where you had partners and you started yeah. doing other stuff so I actually branched off into that whilst also competing in gymnastics and I started to like acrobatics more so I sort of branched from gymnastics into acrobatics and I did solely acrobatics for like five years and how old are you like when you started I was like 14 okay. 13 14 so yeah busy Busy kid. Yes, busy very kid. busy. It Holy was like shit. every single day I was training. Yeah. And then weekends I sort of had off when I was younger because I wasn't training as much. But then when I got into the high level stuff, then I would do Saturday trainings, but yeah. I would still spend those weekends with my family at the football. Like cool. that was pretty much all my life was. So health and fitness has always been you. Yeah, it's yeah. just, it's like, yeah, to the bone. Awesome. And I don't know any difference. So. All right. Yeah, it's a good up. thing. It's a good way to be brought up, but it is a lot. Like there is a lot behind it that sort of, Oh, yeah. Cool. I'd love to love dive into that later. Yeah. What's, uh, so what happened after that? Um, so I pretty much focused on acrobatic gymnastics. I did really well. Um, again, won national states, everything. I actually got selected for the Australian team and was meant to go to Worlds, but that got cancelled because they weren't as – there was something um, with countries not – agreeing to that specific competition in that specific location so it sort of just turned to shit but they still sort of did your ranking in the world based off your scores your average scores for that year and we're about second or third so we we were pretty high up there in regards to that but after that I actually quit because I was in grade 11 going into grade 12 and my schooling wasn't that great like it was like c average so I wasn't doing good at school at all. And for a smart, like I find myself quite a smart person, especially in school. I definitely tried my best for someone who was trying their best and still got a C. It yep. was hard. And my parents really were kind of disappointed in me with that. So um, I ended up quitting pretty much all of that sports stuff. And I really dedicated myself to my last year of school. Um, I did really well with school. I got a good OP and then I went on to do what I wanted to do at uni, which yeah. I didn't even end up finishing because I, that? um, exercise science pre-phys. Yeah, cool. We spoke yeah. about that cause I was going to go do that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I did, I mean, I wanted physio, but I didn't get the OP for that. That was yeah. like a one or a two to yeah. get straight into it. So I didn't get that. that so bridge, yeah. bridge over. Yeah. Exactly. So it was like, that. um, yeah. So you've got your exercise science and you've got your exercise science pre-phys and then you've got your physio. Yeah. So it's like, if you can't get into physio, you can get into this. And then work your way up. Yeah. And then work your way up. Yeah. And then if you can't get into pre-phys, you get into exercise science, work your way up. Yeah. So awesome. yeah, it was sort of one of those things that I was like, okay, this is what I'm going to do with my life now. Cool. Um, and you didn't finish it. What happened? No. So I pretty much just like fell out of love with it. Like I was living on the Gold Coast and I wasn't really enjoying my surroundings. 
Um, I wasn't dedicating myself as much because I really wanted, I was spending time at the beach and I was really enjoying the time yeah. of my life that I didn't really get to enjoy in high school. Yeah, cool. Like it was sort of like Because you would have been like yeah, non-stop. Yeah, go, 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 yeah. 100%. Um, and when I did finish gymnastics in high school, coming up to grade 12, I had already done swimming full-time for my school. I made states for swimming. I made states for athletics. Like, What can't you do? I <laughs> Gymnastics yeah. set me up for a lot. But yeah. And then I did AFL and I made nationals for AFL like three, four years in a row. So I did so many other sports, not only gymnastics. Gymnastics is like my, my like focus, but I did so many sports within my school that wouldn't really, I would have to maybe go to one training a week yeah. and it wasn't too full on for me, but because they knew I was a good athlete and I would bring something to the team, whether I trained four times a week or once, I would still compete on the weekends and I would still do all that stuff during the day um, and be a part of my inter-school like sports stuff. So, yeah. um, yeah, so I was age champion for like years and years on end through high school for our athletics and stuff like that. And yeah, when that finished, I pretty much kept going with AFL. That was the only thing I really kept going with. Why'd you keep going with that? Just because I loved it. Cool. I loved it. I loved the grittiness of it. It was such a, it was a sport that I excelled at really well because it's all I knew. Like I grew up with my family doing AFL. My brother was a great, my brother is a great player. My dad yeah. is like obviously great. Yeah. So it was something that I was like, this is actually for me. It's not just to be like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm good at something again. Like I feel like most of my life it was like, okay, I can do this well. I might as well compete at a certain level. Yeah, cool. I could swim well. I wasn't a swimmer, that's for sure, but I could swim really well. So it was yeah. like, I'm just going to keep going until I like run out of my talent kind of thing until yeah. I'm not at that level of nationals, but I was states. But, yeah. Um, That's really interesting. AFL, it was something that I just I wanted to do. Like yeah, I just pushed it. It's really interesting because you you you've succeeded at what what people would call successful, and you're very talented at so many things. And you've literally, like you said, you got out of uni. I'll, we'll dive into it after you finish yep. the story. But you you were doing uni and you didn't love it, and mm-hmm. you would have done a good job of it if you had to. Yes. Like it, you, the gymnastics, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. If you had to, you would have done a great Definitely. job. Definitely, I like dedicate you, myself when I want to do it. But yeah. If I don't want to do it, it's I can't dedicate myself that way. Yeah. Like I can't put my all into it and I can't I don't care too much for what the outcome is what I, I want to hear the rest of the story first but yeah. I, I just love the fact you're you're aware enough to actually make a decision to follow what you love yeah. versus yeah. like look I'm good at it I can just yeah. keep doing it because I'm Definitely. sure you would have made even a career out of any of those things if you pursued it enough yeah yeah um but you actually listened to your heart and mm-hmm. did what you love which is actually really awesome so I'm going to yeah. ask you how you do that later but no worries. after that what cool. happened Um, So I ended up stopping football and in that time before I actually stopped playing footy, um, actually I I would say I kept going with footy for a while, but in that time I ran in and met um, a guy called Yogs who was part of AMPM um, at the gym and this is when I was still living on the Gold Coast doing at uni Um, and I started training with him and just doing some different things because when I went to the gym I would do handstands and I would keep my flexibility up. I would go do weights and stuff, but I would always finish with functional stuff because that was just what I knew. Gymnastics, everything. Everything was functional. Um, And now that I hadn't had a sport other than AFL that really made me work and train on those things, I would do it at the gym. Um, So then I met him one time because he came up to me and he said, you know, like, you got great handstands. Can you show me, like, what's your background kind of thing? And we sort of kicked it off in a friendship way there. And he had actually started a company called AMPM, which um, was a calisthenics, ultimately a calisthenics company. They did online programming, all that sort of stuff, like activewear, whatever. And then um, 
after a little while we were doing a lot of campaigns and stuff together I sort of started working with him to promote his brand because I would look after the gymnastics side of that brand because they were doing calisthenics which is great but gymnastics is such a core base of so many calisthenics skills so it's like I've got the accreditations I can actually coach all of this and I also forgot to say that when I was competing in gymnastics in Accra I was also coaching so I would coach to help my parents pay um, all my fees because it was insane on, just add that on top of everything yeah I would do like two co- two two hours of coaching a dad go straight from school to two hours two hours of coaching three hours of training and then get home at like 10pm holy shit <laughs> yeah. I love that so keep going with the um, um, yeah so then once I sort of started doing stuff with AMPM um, social media became a thing and I pushed for social media and it's actually funny because when we were at World's Gym and I was training these things I would always get so many looks because functional training wasn't a thing back yeah. then you didn't have PLC you didn't yeah. have F45 you didn't have any hit training to be yeah. honest at all just like functional work big oh, fucking exactly. weight so just fucking exactly so um, I would get looks all the time and it was weird having this guy come up to me and talk to me about something and respect what I was doing because he completely so was you guys meet, meet at the gym yeah oh cool I will yeah, yeah. cool nice, nice yeah Burley yeah um, yeah so anyway we went forward with his company and we just sort of pushed it we did some events some free events and social media stuff and then social media started growing quite a little bit in that sense because we were creating cool content we yeah. were just having fun with it like complete and utter fun yeah. um, and I had bits and pieces of jobs along that way but then I ended up getting to a point with my uni where I was just like I'm so sick of this I hate going to uni every day I would seriously yeah. skip the parts that I didn't want to do I would do them at home online and I just I didn't want to be at that uni and specifically that one because there are a lot of people that I knew that went there and as social media was growing people like you know snickered and like yeah. it was just like I didn't petty, have petty shit, yeah. exactly and I didn't have a good group of friends there so it wasn't something that I was excited to go and see them there like yeah. I just there wasn't anything for me at uni um so then I decided to defer just for one semester so <laughs> You sound like me, because I, I deferred when I got into this, yeah. but yeah, keep going. Yeah, I deferred for one semester, and I was like, I'm just going to try all this, See, really got into so. my training, um, at really a, pushed social AMPM. media. Yeah, yeah cool. at AMPM. That's the last time we pushed, caught up, actually. Yeah, really pushed social media, um, and then obviously I was also coaching at AMPM now, so I started working there because we started, um, this is before everything happened, but yeah. we started doing online coaching stuff, so I sort of helped with that so I was getting paid for that which was good because I also had like two other part-time jobs I worked at the trampoline company do you remember that air factory yeah yeah yeah, I remember that and then I also worked at like this little boutique shop on James Street yeah the clothes shop yeah I remember that so I was working quite a bit but I just sort of pushed that and I really wanted to save money I wanted to buy a car like I wanted to do so many things that I didn't really end up getting to do because I didn't have the money I was paying rent and doing things at such a young age so far away from like my family because my family was in Brisbane yeah um, but yeah, it got to a point where I stopped uni and then we had this massive thing because Yorgs, the guy who I eventually, I met at the yeah. start and was really pushing the brand with, he passed away because yeah. he did a, um, the Bliss and Esso film clip yeah, yeah. and that whole messy thing. Um, yeah, so he passed away and that was really hard. Like that was a bit of like a, oh shit, what the fuck am I going to do now? Like, Was that like your first really... experience with, with yes. death? Like a yeah. big experience with it? Yeah. And I mean, I've, I, I had lost great grandmas. Like my family's quite young. So I had lost yeah. my great grandmas, no grandparents or anything, my great grandparents. So I knew what it was like to lose someone, 
but not someone that close to me, yep. not someone that young. Yeah. So that was full on. That so was like... That was huge on the Gold Coast. It was massive. Yeah. It was everywhere. It was all over the news. It was everywhere. Like everything. And then not only that, you had hundreds of people messaging you, which is nice. It's great. But then yeah. it's also like you can't get away from it. Yeah. Like if you want to talk to someone, they're like, how are you? Like, how are you? And you're just like, fuck, like, I, I don't want to talk about that. Yeah. Like, let's move on to something else. Yeah. But Anyway, months passed when we really did nothing and then we decided to open up, we being the investors of AMPM, the silent investors, the ones that really never yeah. like integrated too just, much with just the, the brand. Business guys, yeah, yeah, exactly. They actually came to the forefront and they decided they wanted to start a HQ. So then oh, we Oh, the HQ wasn't around back no, then. It was just no, all outside yeah, shit. Okay, yeah. yeah. So then put all this money into the HQ yeah. and open up this gym. And then I started working there. Yeah. And I came to the launch of it. That's yes. where I saw you doing your thing. Yeah. yeah. So then we started really pushing that and trying to make it a legacy kind of yeah. thing of like functional training, get out of your day-to-day shit that you're doing yeah. and start actually getting your body to move for the better. Awesome. That's so cool. And then, so we pushed that, which was really good. This was like maybe a year after I finished uni, yeah. after I deferred. So I deferred like one more semester. So yeah. I had already deferred the first semester. I pushed it out at a second semester. Um, and then I just decided, like, this isn't for me. Um, and then I had maybe a, a gap of, like, a year or two. I think, I think it was a year, actually, where I did personal, like, coaching sessions. Awesome. So I started teaching Sorry. people. Yeah, yeah. Teaching, yeah, yeah. yeah gymnastic yep. skills. Yep handstands and social media grew so much in this time is that when we caught up because remember yeah. we, we did a set you, yep. you trained me essentially yep. but we caught up so you, yeah. that was in that period yeah awesome cool nice. yeah so it was really sort of pushing my in-person coaching yeah and i really did a lot with that i had a lot of clients for that and then i um grew so much on social media because people like wait this wasn't a thing before like wait what is she doing like she's got great handstands she's actually coaching people I want to learn how to do that how do I be a part of this and then at the time I was also creating lots of fun crazy content of things that people didn't know how to do that fucking challenge you did how you climbed around and over went ballistic viral insane it was like this random honestly it was like one of someone was like okay and this was with one of my exes someone was like the people we were hanging out with was like you should try and like you know do that like jujitsu because it's a jujitsu training thing yeah, yeah. They're like, you should try and do it. And like, we'll film it. And then I filmed it. And yeah. literally the next million, day it was like, I know, like yeah. 10 million views. Yeah. It was insane. And yeah. then it was plastered over every like big page, like, you know, those big like bleacher report or, yeah. you know, lad Bible, yeah, that yeah. sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was posted everywhere. And then my following grew maybe like a hundred or 200,000 just from that video. That's insane. One, con- one piece of content. Exactly. Insane. So... Once that had happened, then I was like, wait, people are really actually getting around like this content, which is just my training, yeah. but it's the cool stuff that people are like, I want to be able to do that. Maybe I can't why? do it, but I want to be able to. Why are people so, in your from your perspective, yeah. why are people so fascinated with your content? Because there's posting fitness shit yeah. fucking yeah. all the time. But why is your stuff so, because I love it. it yeah. It's funny. I, I don't know if I told you, we had like a PLC catch up one day yeah. with all the, all the trainers from around the yeah. country and they made us do these outdoor activities. Yeah. And one of the guys, hey, we're going to be doing this challenge. You've got to go around and up and around. I'm like, oh, I know what that is. He's yeah. like, yeah, this is what we're trying to do. And they hold, held up your face. And it was you. I'm really? like, I fucking know her. I'm like, I'm good friends with her. Like, 
like, oh yeah, of course you know. Yeah, right, right, right. I'm like, yeah, I know who she is. So, um, <laughs> but like, you're just ever since I've known you, like, every, yeah. all the stuff you put up, because like from my end, it's like what you do is fucking hard. Mm-hmm. Like, it's insane how flexible, how fit, how strong, yeah. how like, like, why do you find people really love your content from the messages or whatever? Yeah, honestly, from what I have seen, is just it's something that people know they would be capable of doing if they put the dedication in. So they respect it. They respect it because they know how hard it is to get to that point. And I do find athletes respect it more than your everyday person because they obviously know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I do find that people look at it and go, wow, this is insane. Like how does this person train to even get to this point? Like she clearly is dedicated to her craft. Yeah. And that's her thing. Like, that's her niche. She hasn't strayed away from that. And I think that's something that's been key for me with social media for the past three, four years that I've had it, pushing forward and staying, I guess, relevant in a world that's very easy, like, easily pushed out kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, because I would um, assume you'd have a lot of opportunities pop your way yes. from, like, brands and stuff and things that probably don't align, don't align with you as well. 99% of them don't. What yeah. makes you make the decision not to go that way? Because, like, of course, yeah. the dollars would be 100%. tempting to yeah. do so, yeah. And it's happened so many times. Um, I mean, money for me at the moment isn't a bad thing because I'm quite, um, I'm trying, I'm quite good with where I'm at. Like I'm comfortable in regards to the sponsorships that I have really worked hard to build. Like Gymshark was something that I wasn't paid for the first year of my contract at all. Like I was exclusive, wasn't paid at all. Um, commission was like 3% of sales. It was like nothing. Yeah. Fuck all. Yeah. So I sort of had to show my loyalty to them and be like, this is what I can bring to the team. And then they started actually reciprocating that back and saying, you're worth this. We love you. We're going to push you and we're going to get the return back. So that's, I've worked hard for those things, but the things that I haven't wanted to even be a part of, it's got to do completely with my day-to-day life. If it doesn't fit into my schedule, if I don't use the product, if I don't like the product, if there's something about it that I don't feel right with intuition wise, no, it's just a no, straight out no. Like it's, and I never would be like to a company, no, this doesn't align well with me or like, no, I don't like your product. It's just, I'm not taking any collaborations for now because I don't want to. Because you would get slammed. Yeah. I would assume. All the time. All the time. And it's just like, I probably get like 10, 20 emails a day from different companies and I don't have a manager or anything. I've never had a manager or an agency or anything. So I do it all myself. So it's constant, it's constant like, um, it's like a donut hanging in front of you, which is the money. Yeah. But then it's like, do you want to tarnish your brand? brand? Yeah, and ultimately, as a like influencer, social media person, your brand is you. Yeah. So if you're promoting this, that, and the other, like your brand is just going to be like a thousand. Percent. Yeah. And Fuck no one's gonna want to. No one's gonna want to listen to you. You need to really put your time and effort into what you think is a good product to give people. Awesome. Would you say it doesn't align with your values, the stuff you say no to? Like, Definitely. That's probably like... Yeah, 100%. Like yeah. teeth whitening. I don't yeah. teeth whiten. Why yeah. the fuck would I want to teeth whiten? Like, yeah. if I want my teeth whitened, I'll go to a dentist who yeah. knows what they're actually doing. I'm not going to buy it from a company that's awesome. selling me a $50 teeth whitening. Which kit. is worth $2 from China. Exactly. <laughs> like, also just exactly. So it's all like, no, yeah. yeah. But... Um, you know, things like Gymshark, I would be, I wear it every day. Yeah. Active wear is literally my number one thing. So it's yeah, I'm like, surprised you're not in it. I know. Yeah, I, I went from the beach. I, yeah, I had yeah. a swim this morning. I was like, I was seriously going to wear it. And then I'm like, you know what? I'm going to wear normal people clothes. Just, just be you, girl. <laughs> be you. Um, but yeah, so once that sort of happened, social media grew, I decided I wasn't going to go back to uni. Yeah. I was like, 
no fucking way. And my dad hated me for it. He was like... Yeah, I want to hear this because you haven't got up to that part yet. Yeah. So, yeah, keep going. So, I didn't... I decided, no, no more uni. I have nine years to finish my degree. That yeah. was the time that my uni had given me. Nine yeah. years to go back to it. It's been like three, two. Yeah. Um, so, I have time to go back and do it. And I only have like a year left. So, yeah. two semesters. Um, and it's like six credit points or something yeah. like that. Yeah. But I just don't care for it. I have 20 grand worth of student debt. Yeah. But I just don't care for it. I'd rather pay 20 grand than pay 30 and yeah. have a piece of paper that's not going to help me in that, any that way that I want. There's use, no yeah. branch that I can go from here yep. that it would actually help me with, with so when gymnastics. You, so how old, how old are you when you said no? So if you, just to yeah. cut it back, so we went from the AMPM, obviously what happened with Yogi was mm-hmm. devastating. Yeah. Um, then you said you had a year of just coaching and stuff yes. like that. So when it when was it in that year that you said no to, yes. to dad yeah. or no to uni? And yeah. Dad? So I, I pretty much within that year, I was like, okay, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to send it out, extend it out to two years. Yeah. I'm going to defer for two years. Oh, so you did two years one. before you told him? Yeah. Yep. And then I was just like, okay, I'm, I'm done. Like I'm just not coming back. So then I pretty much cut that off. And my reasoning was, is that... Yeah, I was about to ask, what was the, what was the deciding yes, factor? Yes, I would rather push, and this is something that I live by to this day, I would rather earn less and live a better lifestyle than to earn more and have a shitty lifestyle. Wow. That's just what I, that's just, I can't, I can't give up, I couldn't do a nine to five job for an extra 50 grand a year. I couldn't do that. Like, I don't care for that. What I would you, rather have a, a better lifestyle. What gives you that belief? Because not many people have I think that. it's my upbringing. Because every single time that we had a spare minute for my parents, from everything, we were out surfing, we were out camping, we were doing... And I mean, we barely had time for it, but we fucking made time for it. Because within my sport, mm. within Jay's sport, within our school, we would have like literally like 30 hours on the weekend, yeah. including sleeping time. So take 12 yeah. hours of yeah. that. But in that time, we would go drive up to Rockhampton with my dad, see my granddad, go to the croc farms, like go fishing. Like it was such an adventurous childhood that I was like, if I can live every day like that, like I'm going to be a happy person. Like whether I have five houses or not, I don't give a fuck. Like I'm going to live a good life and it's going to be something that, again, I can pass on to someone else. Maybe it's not the best in regards to like, you know, mortgages and stuff like that, but... I can still, if I'm doing something that I love and I can make a living off of that, then I can have both. I can have the best of both worlds. Like I can push my crazy ass lifestyle living every single day to the max and I can make money and own a house and do what I need to do for my family. That was just something that I was so, and I am still like, it's the one thing today that I'm just like, that's my goal. That's my goal in life. You just said something that I fucking love and I'm going to cut it out into Mm -hmm. a quote for you, but you said we never had the time, but we made the time. Definitely. What what makes you say that? Because you would have seen so many people that just like, they make excuses for not even going to the gym once Mm -hmm. a week. Like they'll say, oh, I haven't got the time. Like what does that make you feel when you hear people say that? Annoyed. Yeah. 100% annoyed. And you know what? I've been there. I've, I've done that. I've been like, oh wow, I'm so busy. And then I would think back and I'm like, I trained 45 hours a week, 45 hours a week I trained. And I went to school for like, what school? Eight hours a day. And you coached people at the same time. And I coached people and worked. And I was like 13, going to bed at 10 PM and waking up at six. Like I was good. I was living like I was, and I didn't even, not once did I get sick or feel like my body needed a rest. Like my, I was good because I was looking after myself in so many other ways, but at the same time, it's like the if I didn't have 
the time, if my parents didn't make the time for us to spend that weekend going and doing fishing, I wouldn't feel like I was living my life. So maybe I would have quit gymnastics earlier. So you, you never know. Even with all that stuff going on, all the fucking coaching, the training, the, the, the life, you yep. always took time out to recharge. 100%. 100%. And my parents, like there were times during the year, like Christmas time, we would get a week between Christmas and New Year's. So you would get a week off training. My parents would tell my coach, she's taking three weeks, don't, don't like they sort of had the ability to do that because I was the best in my team. I was the best in the country. Like that's not being cocky at all, but that was that. Like I was, yeah. when I was training, I'd put a hundred percent in. So when it came to having time off, my coach wasn't, he wasn't like hesitant in doing that. Cause one, when I'm on holidays, I'm at the beach doing flips anyway. Like yeah. I'm still keeping active and my parents. So when it came to Christmas, we would go away for a month. And we would literally not even be home. Like we would spend no time in our house and we would be literally in a caravan for a month at a caravan park, surfing, fishing, eating, whatever. What would you just say? What would you say to someone for the people that listen to this who mm-hmm. were making excuses? I don't have the time. I'm fucking tired or any of that shit that you would have heard. Yes. What would you say if they, if they didn't, if they didn't get offended by what you could say and you just say it straight up, what would you say to them? Be mean. I'd be direct. Just be honest. I don't, it's got, oh, it depends on, nah, just like, just what would you like, say to them? Just stop making excuses. Like just fucking wake up, you know, like if, if, and action wise set out exactly. And this is the thing you'll realize the most successful people, they get so much shit done in their day. They write out exactly what they have on that day. And to almost every like 10 minute intervals, like 10 minute intervals, so plan your day out. 100%. Awesome. 100%. Like going to the gym for 20 minutes is so much better than not going at all. Exactly. And 20 minutes, like you don't ever feel like you need to go to the gym to go yeah. like, you're not there for an hour, an hour and a half, two hours. Fuck that. I don't even do that. Even yeah. though I have the time and ability to do that. I don't do that. Why yeah. would I want to do that? Um, go for like 10, 20 minutes, get a hit workout in, like do whatever, do something that's going to actually, you know, progress you forward to the next day and the awesome. next day and the next day. And then you build up to a whole lifetime of good habits and dedication. That's awesome. Yeah. So what's um, after the uni? So Yes, so, after uni. So when social did, media. How did you tell them? Tell me, how did that go down? Because I have a, like we're a similar mm-hmm. age. I think you've got a year yeah. on me. Um, I've still got friends right now. They're either still figuring out what they love mm-hmm. uh, or they're at uni because they their parents made them go yep. or they think it's the right thing to do or they're chasing dollars because they think that's where they make more money yep. which is not the truth yep. um, and they're not listening to their self if yep. they were to look themselves square in the mirror and ask themselves is this what I love the answer is always no Definitely. but they haven't I don't know gained the courage grown the balls or yes. stepped up to do it mm-hmm. What? how did that go down and tell us what happened but tell us what made you be able to go do that and pull the pin completely. Yeah. Honestly, it's hard. It's hard for me to pinpoint it because it has a lot to do with me just growing up. Like my parents just being like, yeah, you know, do this, do that. And I think as well with the sports that I did, if I didn't enjoy it, if I didn't see something out of it that's going to fulfill me in any way, then it was something that I wouldn't do. I don't have time for that. Yeah. If that makes sense. Like 
if well, I was what like, if your head gives you that? Because you said that at the start, I was going to come back to it. Yeah. It's like, how how come, how have you got to the point where you, you're confident enough just to make those decisions? And like, it's like for me, I live at, I wouldn't be here right now unless I enjoyed it. If I didn't like you, I wouldn't have invited you. Yeah, so yeah, exactly. It's like, I, if I, I live my, if I'm at a conversation, yeah. I go out to dinner and the person I go to dinner with, it turns out they're not a nice person. Mm-hmm. I'll just get up and fucking leave. Yeah. Like, Same. it's like, I don't do anything that mm-hmm. I don't want to do. Yeah. And that sounds arrogant to some people. I got bills to pay. It's like, well, you can make money doing what you love, which is yeah. what you're doing. Yeah. So it's like, what's got you to that point? Cause you were doing it even as a kid. Like, yeah. you're like the sport example, you only kept on the sport yeah. because you actually enjoyed it. Yeah. Not because of the status and you could look cool and you could achieve things. You're like, you could have achieved 10 other different Definitely. sports if you wanted yeah. to, but you kept the AFL purely cause you loved it. Yeah. So what got you to get to that point? Cause a lot of people don't have that. Yeah. I honestly think everyone goes through a stage of getting to this point. And you know what you said? Like not a lot of people have it. I think everyone gets to a point whether they're 60, 80, 10, yeah. 20. Like I think people get to a point where they realize this is what I should have done all along or this is what I should be doing all along. And I feel like if you are quite switched on at a young age, that's what you're going to grow up doing and that makes you successful because you really do dedicate your time to something that is worth dedicating your time to. I am a very selfish person in that sense and I only became selfish because I hung around and I dated Idiots. Dated I, one I, we, idiot. We know a story behind that. Um, we, won't, we won't talk about it. And that. I like I I was actually never selfish, never a selfish person. Yeah. Growing up, I mean, I my parents gave me everything. I think I didn't realize exactly how much they gave me. So I was, I mean, I was still a good person, but I just was unaware of that. Yeah. And then when I sort of started going out to my own, I was like, this is a struggle. Like yeah. I need to work hard, which is good. But it meant that I only put my time and effort into things that. I was passionate about because I had seen within my parents, within people around me, the good people around me, that when you put in that time and effort in things, it will pay off. It will be a success story for you in whatever way it is that you wanted it to be, whether it be money. Mm. Like people can chase money their whole lives, but when they get the money, what are they going to do? Chase the next thing. Exactly. So it's like whether you're chasing money, whether you're chasing your idea of success, whether you're chasing a lifestyle, whether you're chasing happiness, whatever. I feel like people can reach that point depending on how badly they want it. But I was someone that just wanted a good lifestyle and I wanted to be comfortable. I didn't want to have to save up money to take my dog to the vet. I didn't want to have to budget her dog food in before I budget my food in. And that's what I was living. Like I lived that. I didn't things didn't come easy like things never come easy so I realized I only have certain amount of push and power to give to certain things I'm going to do it to stuff that I love yeah I'm going to make that work for me like I'm not going to half-ass it when was the switch for you then because you just mentioned and we might even maybe Mm -hmm. share a bit about that story about the bad partner that you had but you said you were never a selfish person but you learned you you got you 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 learned that you had to be and I I use the phrase you've got to be selfish to be selfless you can't give what you don't have you can't pull from a cup that's empty you've heard versions of that before so was it something was it maybe that relationship that Definitely. Woke you up, they're like, fuck, if I keep putting others first. 100%. I'm done. Definitely. So tell us about that. So, I mean, the story in general <laughs> is just that I was dating, we were young, and everything I did so much for the relationship in the sense that I gave so much of myself. I always put this person first. I would always do things that would make him happy, kind of thing. Yeah. And it was never reciprocated. And I was cheated on like yeah. it was one of those things and this is something that I was very annoyed with 
everyone sort of knew but me. Yeah. And I guess in a sense, I, my subconscious knew, but I just didn't, I wasn't aware. Like I just trusted too much, like way too much. So I was like, yeah, whatever. Um, and then when things just sort of to crumble, started to crumble, I was like, this is like stupid. Oh, is it good? Yeah, it's good. Um, I was like, this is insane. Like, how can I put, again, this whole idea of me putting my all into something and it not being reciprocated, it not being given back to me, or even just a tenth of what I was putting into it being given back to me, it wasn't happening. I was like, what is this? Like, this is the opposite to everything I've ever fucking done in my life. Everything. I put everything into sports. I put everything into my school when I had to stop and do my school. Like I put everything into it and I work hard and things work out. And that was the one thing that didn't. And I was like, okay, hold on. Like this isn't about me anymore. This is about this person. This person clearly has problems within himself. I need to separate myself from that person and I need to keep going forward with what I'm doing, which is exactly what happened because as soon as that separation happened... I just took off like a plane and it was like my life just got better and better every single day. And when that sort of came to the point where it was that separation and I I got rid of that person in my life, I wasn't even, it wasn't even like a sad thing for me. It was like me just not getting used to having that person anymore. It was just a routine thing. It was like, "Mm, okay, like, yeah, I I realized this this should have happened a long time ago. How did you get to the point to pull the pin? Because some people don't. It's, I, it's sad. Honestly, it's sad, I, I didn't for so long. Like yeah. I was back and forth. I was back and forth. And why didn't you? And what made you do it? So. I think it was my maturity at the time. Yeah. First, at the start, when I didn't, I was like, oh, again, give it a little bit more. Just give it a little bit more. I was, again, someone that put so much into something that I was like, benefit of the doubt. Let's yeah. go. Just push yep. more. Like yep. make it work, which is the whole idea of like what I want in my future relationships too and something that I have with Steve now is like I don't care what happens I want to make it work because I want it to be a forever thing and I don't want to get married to be divorced I don't want to have kids to then have separated parents like I want to make it work obviously there's things that can get in the way of that but yeah if I give it my all, then I know that I'm not going to turn around and say, oh, well, we didn't try or we didn't do this. Like, yeah. I'm one of those people. So um, when my maturity sort of like switched, when I was like, okay, well, I'm doing this by myself. I live by myself. Yes, I'm dating this dude, but I'm earning my money myself. I'm not doing uni anymore, but I'm, yeah. you know, like I'm actually doing well for myself in my own life. As yeah. soon as that thing comes in, that person comes in, that's the only negative thing that I have really in my life. So I'm like, why would I keep this on? It's like a skin tag. Like yeah. I'm just going to cut that shit off yeah. and I'm good. Like it, so it was sort of something that I was like, it got to a point where my maturity was like, this is so petty. I'm so done. Get out of my life. That was all it was. If, if someone was and listening I can't, to this. Like, I, I honestly can't even explain it. If someone was listening to this and they're in that situation, mm-hmm. what – what would you encourage them if they're like that? You can admit it. Like you said, you became aware of it. You're like, you're just scared to do it. Yes. What, uh, what would you give them that helped you make the jump and yeah. get it done? What would you say to them? Honestly, just focusing on yourself and really taking a step back and trying to understand what you bring to the table and what they bring to the table. And if it's outweighed at all, leave. Fucking 
bang, drop the mic just there. Perfect. That's amazing. I love that. There's something yeah. that I've seen, and we haven't even got to the end of the story yeah. yet, but there's something <laughs> I've seen a lot with you. Even as a kid, you've got this winning attitude. Definitely, yeah. That's how I, I don't even know how to summarize that better yeah. than that. But it's always like, been positive. And it's it's, it's yeah. always like whatever you do, you do right. You follow what you love. You listen to yourself. You always – well, you did put others first too much. Now you've yeah. learned to put yourself first. Yeah. Um, but you, whatever you do, you do it right. Yeah. And you do it 100 fucking percent. You don't make an excuse. If you don't have the time, you'll make the time. Like They've said about 10 things to link up to that yeah why and where has that winning attitude where does it come from is it mum dad like upbringing because i think it's come from sports sports okay and definitely like specifically gymnastics because gymnastics teach you teaches you when i grew up doing gymnastics at least once a week i would cry because my coaches would push me so i built kind of yeah kind of like this grit this strength that was like when you feel like this is like the end, like you're done. I'm like, I want to quit. Yeah. It's not like, just keep going. Kind of thing. And I think that was something again, that I learned a lot through gymnastics. My coaches were Russian. I ended up having four coaches, two Hungarians and two Russians. And it's like, how do you survive with that? Especially back in that day, they would weigh us every session. Yeah. It would have been pretty brutal. Get us on the scale. They would want us to tell them what we ate that day during that day. My parents never gave me junk food or anything. Yeah. And then when I had the ability to, when I was making my own money and buying food, I would go and buy lollies and stuff. I would go and treat myself to stuff because I'd never freaking had it before. Like, it was honestly something I'd never had McDonald's. I honestly hadn't had McDonald's until I met Josh. Really? I'm not even kidding. Wow. Because he used yep. to smash it all the time. Yep. Insane. Yep. Uh, um, what's yeah, that? sorry. It was definitely gymnastics. It's interesting you say that is the, is the point. There's um, there's a study that did ages ago with the Fortune 500 CEOs, so all mm-hmm. the own founders, CEOs, yep. and they found the only common thing they could find across all of them, all of them either had um, history or experience in either sports, martial arts, or the military, as an army or whatever. And if you were to look across what's the common trait they find, it's grit. Mm-hmm. It's a, the ability to push through when it's fucking hard. Definitely. So is that is that because you got that from a young age? Yeah, you got D- that. I was five. Yeah, and you yeah. had it for like, and not just like a taste of it. You fucking lived it. Yeah. You were doing like how many hours of training a week? Forty five. You're yeah. saying like it, it ranged from like over the years. It ranged from like. 25 to 30 up to 45. Awesome. I had some weeks of the 45. And how does that play a role in your life now? Like from the business you're creating, the brand you're creating, mm-hmm. the decisions you're making, where does that play a role there? Everything mindset wise, everything. There's not one thing I can say about gymnastics that hasn't helped me mindset wise for business, for future things, for being an adult, for knowing how to respect elders, to learning and understanding discipline in life in general. Mm. Physical side of things, I would say, again, there's a lot that sort of pushed me. I mean, I wouldn't, this is something that I am really grateful for because my gymnastics didn't just stop. My my 10, 12, 13 years that I put into that sport didn't just cut off and then I was nothing anymore. Like my identity didn't go with that because then I pushed it and I made it into something. There weren't handstand influences before I started yeah, doing no, this. No. There was no one that was doing that stuff. There were circus performers. There were this and that. But I'm not a circus performer. I don't compete in gymnastics. I'm an ex-gymnast. I literally do handstands online, teach others how to do that. That's my niche. Like, that's yeah. how I'm making my money. Yeah. So it's like there wasn't that before, but I molded it in a way to really push it. And I understood and got people thinking about what would it be like to, you know, do a handstand, something I used to be able to do when I was five and now yeah. I just can't do it. Like yeah. 
that actually being able to sort of like reconnect and really push that out to people yeah. as something that's fun and cool to do, that's making cool. almost like find the sweet spot, isn't that what you exactly. call it? Exactly, yeah. yeah. exactly, and. It's grown so much over yeah. the time. Even within quarantine, people yeah. were like, what can I do at home? I can hand, I can do handstands. Awesome, yeah. I'm going to do handstands. So it's like, even though it's such a niche thing, it's actually became a fad. Yeah. And the fad is to be able to do a handstand and go get an Instagram photo at a cool st- place with a handstand. I still remember that session we did. Yeah. Three years ago. Ages ago, ago. Yeah. I, I mean, I still, it's like the only thing I, I remember to actually improve on is the finger thing. Yeah. How you push against the ground. Yeah. I, I still teach people down here. With yeah, the yeah. They ask me, I'm like, fuck, I can barely do them now. But like I can fingers, fingers, yeah, fingers, 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 fingers. Um, there's one thing I want to touch on and we'll probably do it towards the end of it, but yeah. keep going with the story. So where did mm-hmm. you get up to? So you've now told dad and the whole family, I'm not doing uni. I'm yeah. out of here. How old were you then? 23, um, 4, 22? Um, Even younger. 20, almost 22. 22. Yeah. And what happened from then? My dad hated me for one. He yeah. literally would disagree with so many things and he would always message me and say, what are you doing with your life? Are you paying your taxes? Are you doing this? And I said, I'm 20, like I'm 22 dad. Yeah, like yeah. I'm a, I'm a grown ass adult. Yeah. Like leave me alone. Yeah. Um, and then this was sort of the time when I was doing my personal training yeah. and when I stopped doing classes and doing AM, PM and doing all that stuff and going into my own sort of thing where I'm coaching handstands, I went from earning like, I think it was like a, like an average 30 grand, 40 grand a year yeah. to the year that I went out on like a whim and just started coaching these private sessions. I earned like 12 grand. Wow. I didn't even have to pay tax. Yeah. That was my income for the year, twelve thousand dollars. Wow! I was oh, sorry. I was expecting to say no. Like, I thought you could. No, could, yeah, it was, I was, I was no. Like, we're was, taking. We're going hey, back. Fuck! I thought you were about to say like for the whole year. Yeah. And I like broke that down. Like I was living off like fucking <laughs> like fifty dollars a week. Holy shit! I was so confused as to how I even. How did I get here? <laughs> did that exactly? And I had moved back home at the time with my mum, but I was paying rent. I've never not paid rent with my parents. Amazing. Um. I mean, since I moved out when I was in high school. Yeah. Um, but it was, I, <laughs> I just couldn't believe it. I was like, how did I, why did I just drop? And my dad's pressure as well of being like, what are you doing with your life? Like you need to, you know, make yeah. a, a, a good income. Yeah. Going from like 30, 40, 40 grand a year. Like it was just, pr- I would say a pretty average yeah. amount of money somewhere around there. Yeah. Um, to 12, I was like what did I just do? Yeah. Like, I am I just failed. Like, I, I fucked up. I need yeah. to go back to you. I need to go back to this, whatever. Did you have those thoughts? Yes, 100%, all the time. Um, and I just kept going with my stuff. I was just like, well, I'm just going to, you know, push it to the end of the year, get through summer, like, have a fun summertime, like, not worry too much about stuff. And then come next year, and this was just a year-by-year year thing, I was like, come next year, if I still feel like that at the end of the year, I'll go back to uni Yeah. and I'll, I'll do my thing and okay. I'll go back to a physio full time. So you gave yourself a time frame? Yeah. yeah. And within, so this was maybe four months into the year and three months into the year. And within two months, I had started pushing things more. It's like, because I gave myself a time frame, I was like, there's no fucking way I'm going back to uni. Like yeah. in my mind, I was like, I hate that place. Awesome, I'm man. not going back there. And within two months, I was already earning double fold and it was only three months into the year so it was like okay and then month by month just more and more sort of revenue came in and then there was more reasons as to why I should go spend the money that I'm earning on more coaching on more travel to then go and coach more people on more online websites and stuff like that so I 
I mean, everything that was coming in, I regurgitated it back out to the business and I made sure that I was pushing that sort of stuff. Yeah. And all along this time, I was sort of doing social media, which is fine, but nothing was being paid. Like it was all pretty yeah. average. It was just like, okay, I'll send you some products and yeah. use it. I'm like, yeah. whatever, yeah. whatever. But I was posting my stuff and I, the most important thing was that I was doing sessions and yeah. I was really trying to get out there and do workshops and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, and then after a year of that, I ended up signing with Gymshark. I ended up signing with um, Happy Way. I ended up doing some stuff with other companies yeah. and it started getting paid and they started really, you know, actually respecting me for what it was that I was bringing to the table. It was the first time in a very long time that I had been paid for what I was doing, which was such a free thing. Like social media for me for two years that I started it was just me fucking around posting whatever. Yeah, because you grew pretty fast. Yeah, definitely. And that's when I grew. And then when it got to a point where I was actually at a decent following and companies were like, hey, send us your rates. And I'm like, what the fuck are rates? Like, I don't know what rates are. You get paid for this? Yeah, exactly. I'm (laughs) like, wait, I'm getting cheated? Like people are actually getting paid for this? Yeah. Um, and then I started getting paid for things and I was never one to, I would sort of be like, oh, my rates are just like, you know, what, what whatever you want to pay me. I, I started with that too. Yeah. So and I, it was just whatever you feel exactly, comfortable. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Whatever you feel I'm worth, yeah. pay me. Awesome. And that's seriously what I did for so long. And then pretty much when I started getting a feel for what I was worth within yeah. the industry, and when people, I would, I would say, okay, I would have an idea in my head. If someone said less, then I would say, look, this doesn't really, it doesn't benefit me. Yes. Like I'm doing yeah. this for you guys. Like it's more your company that's going to get the benefit from it, not really 100%. mine. Um, and then I would get what I would expect, but I have never, ever overcharged anyone. Awesome. And it sort of came back to bite me on the bum with one company because then they sort of took me for a ride and they yeah, were like, okay. cool, like we can do this and this and this for you. Um, and we'll pay you this, which is like nothing. Absolutely. It was like $200 a month. Yeah. But they were like, we can help you grow. We can take you on travel. And the one thing I wanted to do with social media was travel. Yeah. I just wanted to travel. And I started getting these opportunities to travel and do these things. And this company sort of just kept me and held me into a two-year contract that was broken by them in the first month anyway. Yeah. Like, yeah. it was just very messy situation. Yeah. Um, and I was like, I'm not getting fucked around like that again. I'm getting what I'm worth and I'm going to get the travel and the lifestyle with it. That's cool. And then from then on, it's just sort of been like that with everything that I do. Started making a YouTube and then that's like pretty much where I am today. We're, we're all up to date. Just and you're content the- creation, pushing everything, wanting to do workshops. Met my boyfriend in that time in the US. Yeah, I was going to say, how did you guys meet? Because I was going to Through Gymshark. Yeah, cool. Yeah, so I was at a Gymshark event. I mean, we were friends. We just sort of like acquaintances. Yeah, yeah, we'd known each other and met. Um, and then when I went over start of last year, um, I was meant to collaborate with an LA athlete who yep. actually pulled out of it. Oh, okay. And then Jim Shark mentioned, Oh, do you want to go over to Utah and like do it with Steve? And I was like, Oh cool. Yeah. Steve, like Steve's cool. Like yeah. he he does some really cool stuff. Like we could go on the boat, we could do all this stuff. And then they contacted him. They're like, yeah, sure. So I went over there. Um, and we collabed and we did everything in a very like friendly, basic manner. Yeah. Um, and then when I got home, like maybe a month later, I actually broke up with my boyfriend at the time Yeah. and we started chatting. Steve and I started chatting Yeah. and we ended up like, I ended up going over there just to hang out then we cool. ended up dating and then it was like, it, yeah, it's just sort of. That's awesome. Yeah, Is it, if you would there. share like just a little bit of insight going from even the relationship you had back the start, the toxic one that Definitely, we know of. Yeah. What's the contrast difference between that and now? Yeah. From who that person is, but who you are as yeah, well. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, 
at the, in my first relationship, like I said, I put so much into it and I second guessed myself because nothing was being reciprocated. I didn't get the love that I gave. I didn't get the loyalty or the honesty that I gave. Um, and things were always wrapped around and turned back to me. So something, you know, something would come out and it would be like, stop being crazy. Don't be like that. You're such a whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then I would be like, Oh, Morgan, why'd you even do that? Like, why'd you even mention that? It's not even worth it. Um, now I'm like, this is what I need in a partner. If you don't meet that, get the fuck out. Awesome. Like hundred percent. Just honest. And there's nothing. hundred percent. That's not bitchy. That's just honest. I know. That's not even like if the fact that people even think that that's like, you know, that's like me being hoity-toity. And it's like, no, that's what I demand. Like I'm just demanding respect. I'm just demanding someone meet with me in the middle. Like that's not a luxury. That's a fucking basic. Like it's just what you need. So that's fucking great. I mean, Steve's the exact same way, so it works so well, and that's something that's why I'm so confident in the fact that, like, this is what I want for the rest of my life, but um, it's just nice to even just know your own value by, and that's from past experiences and from really just saying, you know what, I'm worth more than that. I'm just going to demand it. And when it's, even with social media, when I was saying before, as soon as you say, this is what I'm worth, this is my bare minimum. Yeah. People will meet that. So know your worth. 100%. Whether it's in business, whether it's in your personal relationships. If I'm like, okay, Steve, this is my bare minimum of what you need to do to meet yeah. my you know, ex- expectations of this relationship. Your needs in a relationship. Make time for me. Exactly. Yeah. You know, show me affection here and there. Yeah. Meet, meet me in the middle. Put in time and effort into what I do when I give it to you or blah, blah, blah. That's my bare minimum. He will meet that and then he will excel that. That's amazing. And then that's something that obviously I do as well. It's not just me being like, okay, meet my bare minimum. I'm not doing anything. give and take, right? No, exactly. It's like, I've already given that. Yeah. Meet me in the middle and we will just, like, it'll become something great. That's awesome. So I think definitely. And I mean, I did have a boy, as I mentioned before, I had a boyfriend in between those two. I've had three boyfriends in my life. Um, And the one in the middle, amazing. Like such a good boyfriend. But we were just on different paths. We got to a point where... Um, he bought a house. He sort of wanted to really invest into that. And I was traveling and yeah. I was like, I'm, I'm gone for like two months. I'm going for three months. I want to go live in Cairns for five months. And it was sort of like that didn't work between us. That's so, that's so cool. You say that. Cause I'm like, this is not a plug or anything. Yeah. But like me and my, I love making online programs. Mm-hmm. And I'm currently doing a relationship one with my partner yeah. and everything you're saying, just be honest about what you were. So. And there's a part we do. It's like, what are your non-negotiable goals in life? Exactly. Some people want to travel. Non-negotiables with relationships. Yeah. yeah exactly. It's like, if some people want to travel, some 100%. don't. Some and if you go want- into the relationship, knowing those non-negotiables, you know what you're going, like, yeah. you know what you're getting into. It's not just going to be a fucking Exactly. It's not going to be like, hey, I want to travel for the rest of my life. Yeah. yeah, definitely. That's fucking awesome. 100%. And that brings you to now. Yep. What, um, what are you doing now? Like, what, what are you doing now? And what are you like, what's your aspirations? Yes. And what do you yeah, want yeah, yeah. So at the moment, I'm just doing a lot of content creation. I'm sort of settling in, nestling into home at the moment because of COVID. Um, hopefully wanting to move to America starting January next year, whenever I can get over there, to be yeah. honest earlier hopefully of course um but once i'm going from there i have some things in plans yes Yes, that i can't really mention too much about but um just different ways of making my coaching available to people awesome and then also i've got so many ideas i'd love to show you what i do but (laughs) um yeah anyways um and a couple of new little things that i'm working on the side just because 
again, everything that I do, this is, this is my plan at the moment. This is my idea of thinking is that everything that I promote, I could be doing myself and doing it in the most authentic way and actually providing you guys like products that you know are done by someone who's tried and fucking tested everything. Lived and breathed it. Exactly. Like I've been sent thousands of one item. So I'm going to make the best one of that item and make it my company and, yeah. and give it to you guys. That's exciting. That's so really cool. So that's what I'm doing If you need moment. some male models, yes. just, uh, just let me know. <laughs> so I'm working, I'm working. Um, and yeah, so hopefully those things will drop like next year sometime. Obviously everything's being pushed back. But once I've got that in play, it's all about my personal life, like seeing where things go with Steve, having babies. Yeah, I was going to say, kids on the way? Or yep. like, not on the way now. Not, on but the way. Like, not right now. <laughs> yes, um, but, but in plans, yeah. yes. Awesome. And because Steve's a little bit older as well, it's sort of something that, not that it's um, shortening the time, but I always wanted to be a younger mum anyway. I've yeah. done a lot already within my life. Like I feel like I want yeah, maybe a little bit know. more travel and then I'm good. Like I, I'm more than happy to because I feel like I can do more with my kids and with my family. I'm... I'm excited to have a family and to be able to create a life for them that I had when I was young as well. That's fucking And my parents were young. They knew my, like, I knew my grandparents. I knew my great-grandparents. I've got five generations all alive on my dad's side right now. Wow. So it's like everyone's been so young and I've just seen how much that can actually impact your family. Like, having such a great relationship with your grandparents yeah. because they're young enough to still take it to the park and do things with That's you. Cool. Like it, it is actually a big thing that I want for my kids too. So fucking love that. Yeah. I don't want to go down the whole rabbit hole yeah, no. with, with this <laughs> There's one a lot. Um, with, um, with the, with the AMPM situation, yep. but I would love to hear just maybe what helped you get through it because um, I, I see death as a beautiful thing. Yeah. I see death because I always ask the question, imagine life where there is no death. Oh, it would be useless. You're like no aspiration, no 100%. motivation. People there's, no, there's no deadline. <laughs> so I just love to know, like you said, it was your first dealing with like a very close person. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, yeah, curious, what helped you get through that sort of period in your life? You don't have to go down the whole rabbit hole. No, definitely. Tears or anything, I would but. honestly say support, like just the people that I had around me because there, I, I knew that I wasn't the only one feeling that way. There are a lot of people within his life that were close with him like yeah. I was. Yeah. Um, and so we sort of came together and really try to make a positive thing out of a negative happening because obviously it was a, it was a accident. Yeah. It was an accident. It yeah. wasn't, it, it, he, you know, he hadn't done drugs his whole life and OD'd. Yeah, just, he hadn't, yeah. yeah, it was just something that happened. He, he had a, six-year-old daughter like it was just hard it was a lot and it was the way that I was told as well was just really really hard I was at one of my girlfriend's birthdays someone just called me up and just said he died like Gehrig's died and I was like what the fuck like I had like a panic attack I went out the yard and I just freaked out like it was so hard but it was definitely the support I actually was living in Brisbane at the time because I'd moved back home yep and I actually came and stayed on the Gold Coast for like a month straight yeah. because I was just like, I'm just going to stay here with the people that I know yeah, cool. knew him and we can really try and savor the memory of him and allow other people to sort of see that even if they didn't know him. Yeah. Just to know that there's people out there like that that really do just make a difference. Like yeah. there's, I, there's not one thing I could say about him that was bad or ske- sketchy or like I couldn't question anything. He was great. He was yeah. a great dad. He was a great boyfriend to Katie. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just, yeah. I've, um, cause I've, I've trained at APM. Yeah. I, I know yeah, a lot yeah. of people around yeah. that. I, um, I'm yet to hear anyone say a single bad word. 100%. I, I've never met someone who has. So 
I mean, and this is the thing, I've never met someone who's been like that. Like, I'm not like that. I'm sure people have bad things to say about me every now and then. Like, I get cranky and shit. Like, but I've never met someone that hasn't, that no one has said a bad thing about, you know? So I was like, what? Like, this guy, he's special. Like, he's like an actual angel on earth. We need to continue this kind of thing. So I think... Definitely support support and actually allowing people to see, you know, you're hurting and allowing yourself to sit there and sort of grieve and understand yeah. why you're grieving and understand what cycles your body's going through. Because a lot of the time, like, your grief will go from, like, you're upset, you're sad, to you're angry, yeah. to you're, like, missing them and you're like, okay, I need to fulfill this whole kind of thing. And, like, understanding that whole pattern of what you do coming from it from a more logical side than emotional. Yeah. Um, obviously like the first two weeks I was emotional as fuck. So I didn't do that then, but when I could sort of take a step back and go, why is it that this has hit me so hard when, you know, he wasn't my brother, he wasn't my family. Like, why is it that it hit me so hard? And it was because of the person he was and the impact he left on people's lives. And it's like, that's a thing in itself that's so special and that he knows that, you know, like, he didn't go and people just forget him. Like yeah. he is a fucking great person. Look at that. Look what's behind yeah, now. Exactly. Yeah, like the whole that. thing that's come from it. So yeah. it's like, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Morgan, if anyone wanted to reach out to you, send you a message, uh-huh. even interested in any of your services, or just want to say hello, where would they, uh, what would be the best way to find you? Email. Email. Yeah. I'm email. You're I, an email I have like this thing with, unread emails yeah hate unread emails well done. my instagram inbox is messy <laughs> i love my inbox like yeah. i i'm just like a neat freak but okay. i mean since day dot on instagram i couldn't keep up awesome. so it's like it's if they wanted to see your content though what what is your instagram instagram is morgan rose maroney m-o-r-g-n-r-o-s-e-m-o-r-o-n-e-y love that it'll be in the bio anyways guys um what um yeah so an email is on the instagram yeah where would that email so it's all through all through instagram or you can go to the youtube as well i find that youtube has a lot more of my coaching and personality just because it's videos and i mean it's like this so um but yeah everything's all linked in together anyway so as soon as you go on one you'll see email tiktok instagram youtube like everything so yeah last part yep if you were to leave one message behind if you were done tomorrow what would it be Mine changes all the time. What is it for you now? Mine, uh, right now, my my thing is just three, two, one, fuck it. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm a three, two, one, fuck it kind of person. Well, you kind of live that life, to be yeah. honest. Like, <laughs> from what you've just fucking yeah. told me, holy shit, from a five-year-old to now, and you're still doing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're literally still 100%, doing it. So. yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I'm, I'm definitely like it if I'm questioning something, if I'm like what if this works out? What if it doesn't? I'm, I'm like a three, two, one, fuck it. I count down. That's like me getting the courage to just do it. And then fuck it is just like my whole motto of life. It's a funny book. <laughs> uh, it's called the five second rule. Count really? Out, count out. It's yeah. I don't, Sim- yeah it it sounds thing. like it's the exact same, same thing. thing. Yeah. yeah. Whatever you, if you're on the edge of it, five, four, three, two, one, do it. So, um, but yeah. I like they, that. They, I'm going to, I'm going to have to read it. Mel Robbins, I think is the author, okay. but, um, but fuck, they got a whole book out of it. That's the summary of it. Yeah, <laughs> but, um, it. it's a, uh, it's a great book. Um, Morgan, honestly, thank you. I know I've been uh, trying to get this for ages cause you're so no, busy with everything know, you do. So I'm sorry. <laughs> no, don't be sorry. You, you got shit on and so do I. So, um, I appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, I'm looking 
forward to following the journey as yes. well. And say hello to Steve for me. I, I will. Him and I, I will. I know he's busy as well. He's but a good egg. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. If you got some value from it, please hit up Morgan, send her a message, say thank you, email as you heard, because she'd get thousands of messages. Yes, please. <laughs> um, but yeah, guys, share it around and now send it to someone that you think it might benefit because this one message or one line that Morgan just shared could be the thing that completely changes their life. So thank yes. you for tuning in, guys. See you on the next one. How was that, that, mate? That was so good. Awesome. I love that. If you don't mind, I would love to hear, because you would have done a fair few mm. in your time. 